Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the January issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Winter Supplementation of Beef Calves, When Supplementation Doesn't Pay. To discuss this article, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Carla Wilkie, who's a University of Nebraska Cow-Calf Systems and Stocker Management Specialist. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Dr. Wilkie, in this article, you highlight some research that you've been involved with and also some additional research that's looked at different levels of supplementation on growing calves through the winter, and then also looking at the subsequent performance of those calves and higher quality forage as we think about spring and summer. Share with us the studies that you summarized for this article and also how that information might be utilized by producers as they think about backgrounding and supplementing calves through the winter. Sure. So it, it seems like it's kind of a common practice for a lot of producers to um, just supplement a little bit of protein and try to target maybe half pound of gain or a pound of day, day gain during the winter so that in the summer, the subsequent compensatory gain then, um, you know, would be a cheaper rate of gain. And so um, what I shared in the article were a couple of different studies. In one study, we fed 450 pound steers, either no supplement during the winter or about a pound, two and a half pounds, three and a half pounds of dried distiller's grains per day. And the gain response on that was very classical, very linear, you know, just a little over half a pound a day, a pound a day, pound and a half, and just under two pounds a day gain. And then they went and grazed wheat pasture, which would be similar to, you know, in Nebraska where we'd maybe go to spring grass, but you go on then to a higher quality forage. And basically what happened was the calves that were not supplemented at all on range completely compensated um, 100% or ended up weighing the same at the end of wheat pasture grazing as the calves that only got um, a pound of supplement and only gained um, one pound per day gain during the winter. So essentially that gain that they um, got in the winter was pretty much negated because that supplement cost was expensive to the producer because the calves that didn't get supplemented gained the same as those that had gotten supplemented at the lower rate. So you had the same amount of gain, but one group of calves had the cost and the other didn't. But the two groups that were supplemented to gain a pound and a half or a pound and three quarters, uh, they maintained their advantage all through the higher quality forage grazing part. So neither the calves on the zero supplementation or the so just a pound of supplement a day ever caught those calves. So um, those in that situation, the amount of of supplement that was then fed to those calves to get that gain was a good investment because they maintained that advantage. And so basically um, we did some economics to that and determined that if you were going to sell after the winter grazing, you would have wanted to supplement at the higher rate of gain and try to get the pound and three quarters. But if you were going on to higher quality forage, then after that, then, um, you know, the pound and a half more often in more scenarios was uh, the best uh, return. So then another study that I 
uh, highlighted in the article was a meta-analysis of studies where they looked at uh, six different studies where the rate of gain on 500-pound calves was either half a pound a day or a pound and a half a day in the winter. And those calves in all of those studies were then followed through and um, the summer grazing phase when we expect to see some compensatory gain, and then even through a finishing phase, which was different than the, the previous study we just talked about. And so what they found in that study was that similar to the first study that we just talked about, the calves that um, were only supplemented to gain half a pound a day during the winter, they only compensated 37%. So they never did catch those calves all summer that were on the higher rate of gain in the winter. But then interestingly, when they went to the feedlot, those calves that were supplemented clear back in the winter at one and a half pounds a day gain still maintained an advantage over the um, the ones that were only supplemented half a, or supplemented to gain half a pound a day gain. So they maintained that advantage all the way through. And so the economics that were put with that study then suggested that regardless of whether distiller's grains was priced at a very relatively low value or relatively high value, that those calves that were supplemented to gain one and a half pounds a day in the winter were the most economical calves all the way through the system. So it just was kind of some interesting research that highlighted some things that shifted things maybe or shed a little different light on some paradigms that we've always kind of held. So I guess as we look at these two studies and based on what you talked about there in your analysis, really supplementing at a low level to maybe get half to three quarters of a pound or even maybe a pound a day gain may not be as economical or may not return as a grade of dollar in terms of also bumping just the level of supplementation up a little bit and getting more to a pound and a half a day gain. Yes, because really um, that research suggested that if you went from feeding a pound of supplement per calf per day or a little over that to feeding a little over two, a little closer to two and a half pounds, that's really not a huge um, incremental change in the amount of feed that you're feeding nor the cost of that. But then to have that economic advantage maintained clear through finishing it can be a, a major thing. And I, I think what's even more interesting is the concept that when we try to supplement, we spend money to just get a little bit of gain, we waste that money because those calves that weren't supplemented at all and had no additional expense during the winter months on the first study that we talked about, did just as well as the calves that were supplemented a pound. So you lost money there, but you kind of left money on the table too, because had you just gone ahead and supplemented a little bit more, you'd had an advantage, a weight advantage that could have been maintained. So just kind of a little different paradigm shift, I guess. I think the other thing in my mind that we've seen change over the last 30, 40 years is just the genetic potential of cattle. Uh, When you look at yeah. what cattle can do today in terms of performance. And, and I would say the potential of their performance, it looks a little different than it did maybe 40, 50 years ago when we were, you know, thinking about cattle that uh, just did not have the potential that these do today. And so I got to wonder if that doesn't also shape and influence some of the performance differences we saw in your studies. 
I don't have study results to to prove that, but I would agree with you. And I think that a lot of that is because in that genetic potential that we've developed over those years, feeding two pounds of dry distillers instead of one pound, is helping those calves meet that metabolizable protein need to get that structure growth that they need. And when they get that at a critical time, then they're able to just um, take off later and put those pounds on. And so I I think you're right. I think you've got an animal that has a better potential to gain and be very efficient than we might've had 50 years ago. And so we probably need to supplement them a little different than we did 50 years ago. Anything else on this topic you'd like to highlight today? No, not really. I mean, just that maybe evaluating some different things that might work a little better for us rather than just kind of doing something because that's the way we always did it is is always a useful process and it's the beginning of a new year and so maybe it's time to kind of reevaluate some things that we've always done in the past and compare it to some data and see if we don't want to make a little bit of a change. One of the things I also think was interesting in your analysis looking at low priced or higher priced distillers grains still was an advantage to feed a higher level of supplementation in terms of winter gain with higher distiller's grains prices. And when we look at current feed prices today, we look at the value of gain, we look at the cost of gain. I think it also, just as you said, is worth putting a pencil to, to just say, what do I get for what do I spend? And to give that some thought as we think about winter development and growing programs. I I think you're right. Distillers has been really high this last year, but it's still uh, an excellent source of metabolizable protein and energy for that calf. And the value of our calves right now uh, is probably going to be pretty good in 2022. So I think you're right. It's very, uh, very useful exercise to sit down and put a pencil to it. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you for having me. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. The title of the article that was discussed today, Winter Supplementation of Beef Calves, When Supplementation Doesn't Pay.